Hey, welcome to FantasyDodgers.com for Thursday night's podcast. I wanted to uh, hit on some injury news and some matchup news for those backups out there. Uh, one uh, injury that we're going to go over in depth is Chad Henney of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, cursed with the shoulder separation which bugged um, Chad Pennington when he was a Miami Dolphin. We're going to go over that injury in more depth and understand why he is out for the season, even though it's in his non-throwing shoulder, which would be his left shoulder. The first team I want to hit upon is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to go over a couple guys on their t team. Big Ben, the quarterback, has a front foot sprain on his left foot. He's been practicing all week. He practiced again today. He has been in a walking boot, not in practice, but expect him to play. I'm a little nervous for him with that makeshift offensive line. They did re-sign Max Starks this week, but he's definitely not going to start right off the bat against the Tennessee Titans. This issue will affect Big Ben when he has to throw downfield to receivers in a vertical game like Mike, like Mike Wallace. And obviously it's going to affect his ability to scramble out of the um, the quarterback's pocket there when the line breaks down, which I expect it to do. Um, and as far as the running back situation in Pittsburgh, Rashard Mendenhall says he's going to play. I really doubt it. He's a tweaked hamstring. Um, he did not practice again Thursday. That's a good indication that he will not play on Sunday. His backup is Isaac Redman, who has looked pretty good there and sparingly used so far this season. He hits the hole a little bit harder than um, Rashard does. Uh, I expect Redman to have a decent game, but they have a very tough matchup against the Tennessee Titans rush defense, which is currently ranked 8th in the NFL, averaging giving up only eight, about 88 yards per game. Melody Moore, most people think, is going to be Isaac Redman's backup. He won't be. Has he has a high ankle sprain. He's out for the season. He's been plagued with this injury a few times. The Wiley veteran will not make the field, I believe, on Sunday. That leaves a little bit of room there for Jonathan Dwyer out of Georgia Tech to come in and get a few carries. But obviously, you don't want to start him or pick him up at this point. And then on the defensive side of the ball, James Harrison, the fearsome uh, linebacker with the same name as I, will not be playing. He has a broken orbital bone. Jared Mayo of the New England Patriots is not playing. That's going to affect him again. He makes all the uh, offense, or excuse me, defensive uh, line calls, and he's going to be missed again this week. For the Tennessee Titans, the team that's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, last week Nate Washington was uh, shut down pretty well. I expect Nate Washington to have a good game this week. He's the number one receiver now that Kenny Britt is out. And again, look for Jared Cook, the uh, rookie tight end, to have a big game. I want to kind of go over to the uh, Houston Texans and talk about some of their backup running backs. Uh, first, Arian Foster's ready to go. He's going to start again this week. He looks good. He's primed. The hamstring is not an issue. They are playing the Raiders, which are not a good run defensive team. The Raiders last week gave up 182 yards rushing to the New England Patriots. When the Patriots are not what we would consider a stout rushing team. Backup Ben Tate, hamstring injury, not going to play this week. A lot of guys, a lot of running backs are getting hamstring injuries, just so you know. As a side note, the hamstrings are used quite a bit for stop-and-go movements. Um, it also comes into play slightly with lateral movements, more of the hip flexors come in there. These guys, if they hadn't, didn't have their OTAs, had only four weeks to get ready for the season after being off for some time, the first thing to go is going to be the hamstrings, and that is um, making them more susceptible to this injury type this year. Um... If we go over to the San Francisco 49ers, Frank Gore still has an ankle issue. He is going to play this week, but again, I expect Kendall Hunter to pick up a lot of carries. The St. Louis Rams have officially ended Danny Omadala's season. He's been placed on the IR. 
that tricep slash elbow injury seems to not be getting any better. In fact, he had a setback last week with the tricep muscles. They thought that he would be ready to hit the um, starting lineup at some point here in the next couple weeks, but it looks like his season's done, unfortunately. Um, if we jump over to the Dallas Cowboys, we have a bye this week. Two receivers I want to talk about. Des Bryant says he expects to be fully healthy when he comes back in week six for the um, uh, week six game. He thinks he says he will not have any hamstring issues. The biggest key right now with Des is his conditioning. They're fearing that he's a little deconditioned from the injury. And we expect Miles Austin to be back by week seven from his uh, injury situation. Another key point I want to hit on is Donald Driver, the Green Bay Packers. Last week, uh, it was widely speculated that he had maybe slightly tore his ACL. Not the case whatsoever. He has a sprain, but he's been practicing all week. I don't think he'll play much of this week, but he doesn't have a torn ACL. His career is not over. He'll still be there with Green Bay. Not really a big role anymore. If you look at the way that the ball spread around at this point, he might be their fourth receiving option. Jordy Nelson is definitely number two. Randall Cobb has moved up to number three. James Jones is probably four or five with Donald Driver at four or five at this point in his career. And then a few other points I just want to really hit on that aren't injury related. I want to go over Donovan McNabb. At some point, he's going to be bench folk. Christian Ponder is going to take over as a starting quarterback there. You should be definitely widely aware of that. And then another good point is, um, I'm not a big fan of this guy, but Tim Tebow in Denver, Kyle Orton, if he doesn't start to produce, is going to be a sat. And um, I know Brady Quinn's the number two, but I'm really expecting Tim Tebow to start to see the field after week eight. There's some rumors going around. I don't have his contract, obviously, in front of me, but that there's a clause in it that Tebow gets a lot more money if he becomes a starter prior to week eight than he would if he was after week eight and the rumors are going to wait until week nine to have him as a starter you know that know if that's necessarily true or not now the real guy i really want to get into a little bit more in depthly with you is chad henney of the miami dolphins he uh, has a shoulder shoulder separation on his left shoulder during that game and he's going to opt for surgery instead of physical therapy meaning he's done for this season they have signed sage rosenfeld's and they have also brought up from the practice squad a guy I know, Pat Devlin, um, who actually is from Philadelphia area in Downingtown and played at Penn State for a couple years before transferring to Delaware. But, you know, a lot of people were like, well, it's a shoulder separation. Why is this guy not able to play this year? I don't really get it. You know, especially on a non-throwing arm, why can he not play? A couple things. When we look at a shoulder separation, there's several joints that encompass the shoulder. And the shoulder is a very complex joint structure to begin with. Somewhat um, not stable. No joint is what we consider completely stable. The most common injury of a shoulder separation is what we call to the acromioclavicular joint or simply an AC separation. A lot of people will call it an AC separation. Um, and, so, and this is located basically on the distal end of the clavicle on the acromium end and it attaches into your scapular shoulder blade. Now a couple uh, things are, these are common injuries that you see in sports, particularly in sports that are contact, right? Uh, shoulder separations are seen in football, soccer, hockey, uh, MMA, those type of uh, sports. But there's grading or types or classifications to it. So you may have uh, what we consider more of a mild or type 1 AC or shoulder separation. And this separation involves trauma to the ligaments within the joint, but is not severe enough for any tearing or fracture to take place. And this is usually normally considered a sprain of the shoulder joint. Uh, most 
doctors will treat this with anti-inflammatory drugs, pain medication, muscle relaxers, they'll put the arm in a slinger and mobilizer, then they may do some physical therapy and uh, then Henny, if he had this type, would then put some what we call kinesio uh, taping on his shoulder joint to stabilize it. The next couple grades are a type 2 separation, um, which is basically a tear of that ligament, of the AC ligament. So there's ligaments that um, hold the joint in place, right? Without those, the joint would be completely unstable. The bones would be fleeing everywhere. So it's usually a, a tear of that with a partial tear or sprain to another ligament within that joint space. This is where you see people getting a bump on their shoulder um, that's permanent there from a shoulder separation. You know, you might have an uncle that's, hey, I, I separated my shoulder many times. This is what this bump is on the side there. This is going to cause severe pain and loss of what we call active range of motion or movement within the shoulder joint. Um, usually the, the therapy here is going to be, again, a sling, ice, heat therapy, anti-inflammatory drugs, maybe some pain medication. This is about a six to eight week thing here. They may also do physical therapy. If it's bad enough, type 2 may need surgery. And there's what we call type 3, which is when both the AC and uh, coracovicular ligaments are torn. So two ligaments within that joint space tear. There's a significant bump that's formed on the lateral or the outside of the joint. And this is going to be permanent. And this is where it can take up to 12 weeks to heal. It may need physical therapy, but a lot of times uh, it's not going to get better. Um, you're gonna need, you may need surgery to fix it. I'm gonna, you know, at this point, I'm gonna speculate and say that he probably has a type three tear, um, to or separation to that joint. And there's a couple other types. There's type four, which when there's actually a fracture within the 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 bone, the clavicle itself. And there's a problem with the tearing of the ligaments. There was nothing that came out that said it was a fracture. So I'm definitely not going to say that. I'm going to say it's either the really severe type 2 or type 3. So we went over the non-surgical options. And Henny had both presented to him. He decided to go with surgery. And that was going to keep him out for the season. So that can be seen with type 2s. Again, it can be seen with type 3s. There's a risk of arthritis forming within that joint space. There may be a severe pain going forward. So what they're going to go in is they're going to go in and stabilize the joint space. It's like an arthroscopic surgery of the shoulder. They're going to do their best to uh, repair those ligaments that are torn, stabilize the joint. Um, and then he's going to be in a sling. And then after he's in a sling, he's going to start to do some physical therapy and active range of motion. But because of this, he's done for the year. This is at least a 12 to 16 week time frame between getting the surgery, healing, starting physical therapy, and being able to lift weights and have active or movement within that shoulder joint. Um, you know, either way, if he didn't do the surgery, he just decided to do physical therapy, he was going to miss a significant amount of time. The big crutch here for a lot of people that are Miami Dolphin fans is why is he out for the whole year if it isn't the shoulder he throws with. Problem is, if he had this injury and he got hit again on the shoulder, he may be damaged for life. Um, his career might be over, so he cannot play with that type of injury. Um, you know, one bad hit, one bad throw, and he's done, even though that's not the arm that he's throwing with. And you have to remember, when a quarterback throws the ball, it's not only the arm he's throwing with, it's your biomechanics that are involved with your hip joints, your legs, and also the stabilization of the other shoulder. So uh, that's just, just a little bit so you kind of understand the detail of why a shoulder separation with a lot of people getting, you think of just popping it back into place, is knocking Chad Henney out for the season. At this point, I'm going to say it's either extreme type 2 
or a type 3 tear. Well, there's your medical information and your news on injuries this week. Doc Harrison signing out. If you want to, go to FancyDoctors.com. Check us on Twitter. Check us on Facebook. Check us on the website. Email me if you have any questions. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.